In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm in Harrison, New Jersey, where Atlanta United was beaten by the New York Red Bulls 2 to nothing on Sunday in what was supposed to be the game of the year in Major League Soccer. If it was supposed to be an advertisement for the two best teams playing their two best styles uh, with Supporter Shield and other things on the line, it didn't really turn out that way. Red Bulls came out fired up, used their press, and really befuddled Atlanta United throughout the first half. The five stripes could rarely get going forward. Uh, New York had several chances to score. Penalty was called back. Another goal was called back for offside. They finally broke through on a handball against Chris McCann that led to a penalty kick by Daniel Royer. And then they put the game away in the second half of the tap-in by Tim Parker off the cross by Alex Mule, who chipped it over Brad Guzan, who was doing his best to try to slow down New York on the play. After the game, Julian Gressel, Brad Guzan, Tata Martino all said that the team lacked intensity. They don't know why. You'll be able to hear those interviews at the end of this podcast. I'll start with Tata, then I'll go to Gressel, then I'll go to Guzan. So what does this mean? Well, Atlanta United has three games left to play. The next is against New England next week. They still lead New York by one point in the race for the supporter shield. So they need a combination of nine points, either winning the remaining three games or New York not winning any of their remaining games, anything that adds up to nine for Atlanta United to win the Supporter Shield, which would be its first trophy for on-field achievement. It needs, I believe, it's four points, uh, to the four or six points, uh, to lock up the uh, spot in the CONCACAF Champions League tournament, which will start next year. That's a tournament for teams from North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. It would be a fascinating tournament for Atlanta United to play in, but we'll have to see what happens. I guess the most concerning thing, if I were an Atlanta United supporter and not a journalist covering the team, is the lack of intensity that Atlanta United did show. They knew this was a big game. The players admitted that it was a big game. They've said throughout the week that the pressure was on New York, so they should have come out a little more fired up. And instead, they, they really came out flat. I haven't seen them play that flat since probably the season opening loss at Houston. Um, a lot of that has to do with New York and its intensity and how it was playing. It was... It, just, it was disrupting every passing lane. It was challenging every single thing that Lenny United did. Uh, but the team simply could not find a way to break through. Its best chance came when Miguel Almiron was denied by Luis Robles uh, one-on-one. I'm not sure why Almiron didn't shoot earlier, uh, but he kept getting closer and closer to Robles, and Robles finally came out of his goal and smothered him. And then probably their next best chance came near the end of the game when Brandon Vasquez uh, was once again stopped by Robles. But in the second half, New York was either out of gas or content to sit back and try to beat Atlanta on the counterattack uh, because they didn't press nearly as well, and the five stripes, again, could not find a way through. 
So this was the third time this year that Atlanta United was shut out, I believe. Second time on the road. The first, of course, being at Houston. The other was Sporting KC, I believe. Um, so anyway, I'm now going to uh, play for you Tata Martino's interview. All right, English first. Julian and Brad said that the team lacked intensity in the first half. I was curious mm -hmm. if you agreed and if you had any theories as to why. Sí, estás de acuerdo que el equipo falta. Sí, porque enfrente tenemos al equipo más intenso de la liga y no igualarlo en ese rubro significa que ellos van a, a manejar el partido como pasó en el primer tiempo. Yeah, because today we played against the most intense team in the league, uh, and we knew that if we didn't match that, then they were going to control the game. Yeah, so then why didn't why weren't y able to match it? Y porque no pudieron los jugadores igualar la intensidad. Porque ellos lo han hecho mejor. Siempre que uno triunfa sobre el otro es generalmente porque hace las cosas mejor y ellos tienen esta gran virtud y realmente lo hicieron muy bien, sobre todo en el primer tiempo. Ya el segundo tiempo fue un partido diferente. Because they, they did it better. Uh, usually when one team triumphs over another, it's because they did things better, um, especially in the first half. The second half was a little bit different, but definitely in the first half. Any concerns about the supporter shield after this loss and the way of loss? Si está preocupado por el supporter shield y teníamos una diferencia importante, ahora tenemos una diferencia mínima. Entonces este, sigue dependiendo este, todo de nosotros. Pero de todas maneras estamos, este, nos acortaron mucha diferencia. Yeah, before this game we had a, a bigger advantage. Now they've they've cut that advantage and it's smaller, but uh, it still just depends on us. But they've they've closed the gap. There seemed to be a, something between you and Armas at the end of the game. I was curious if you could elaborate on that, please. No, no fui a separar a Miguel, que estaba estaba discutiendo, y lo fui a sacar a Miguel. I went to separate him from Miguel because I think they were arguing and I went to, to take Miguel out of it. No, no, no sé. Cuando, cuando llegué, la verdad que no lo sé, puede ser, pero yo cuando llegué vi que Miguel venía para este lado y lo fui a sacar. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what they were arguing about, um, but I saw that they were starting to talk and I went to take Miguel out of it. ¿Eh? Es que a mí me gustan los técnicos de perfil bajo. Yeah, I like coaches with the low profile. Tactically, what we all going to try to do uh, in this game, and, and why didn't it work? Tacticamente, qué qué querías o qué fue el plan para hacer y cómo lo fue. Bueno, queríamos meter esa primera pelota en las espaldas de los de los volantes rivales y tener alguna opción de jugar a las espaldas después de los centrales que juegan muy alto. Lo pudimos hacer en contadas ocasiones, una sola vez Miguel en el primer tiempo. Este, y alguna que otra creo que de Brandon en el segundo tiempo una misma de Miguel este, que lo, lo termina cruzando Parker pero en realidad nos presionaron tan bien arriba que nunca pudimos sacar la pelota limpia desde atrás Yeah, we wanted to get the ball behind their, that first line of their midfielders and then be able to, to find the space behind their center backs because they like to play a high line um, and we're able to do it on a very few occasions uh, Miguel in the first half and Brandon had a chance in the second half um, but Um, you know, that was the plan, but it only happened a few times. Y al final, ¿qué dijiste? Algo extra. No, uh, that's good. Creo que está todo. Yeah. No, como dije recién, creo que ellos han sido mejor en el primer tiempo, más intensos. Este, no nos permitían salir desde abajo y este, se pusieron 
bien adelante en el marcador. En el segundo mejoramos un poco, tuvimos algún, alguna que otra opción, mejoramos en el control de juego, pudimos dar más de dos o tres pases seguidos, este, pero después ya con el segundo gol se terminó el partido. ¿En qué momento te das cuenta que ya el partido se va? En el segundo gol, en el segundo gol, porque hasta ahí con mucho esfuerzo en el segundo tiempo habíamos logrado este, igualarlo, eh, teníamos cierto control, pasábamos más tiempo en campo rival, eh, no pudimos definir algunas chances que tuvimos de, haber, de poner la pelota dentro del área rival, pero este, ya con el segundo gol este, se terminó el partido. Hubo muchos duelos individuales que se perdieron a lo largo de los 90 minutos. ¿Preocupa mucho eso mirándose adelante, sí, claro, la posibilidad? Claro, porque este, cuando un equipo plantea como planteamos nosotros y como plantea Red Bull este, duelos individuales, está claro que el que gana más duelos individuales seguramente será el que gane el partido. Y nosotros hoy diría yo que perdimos gran cantidad de esos duelos individuales sé que has tratado de aclararlo varias veces a los que te han hecho la misma pregunta pero hoy en día el nombre del Tata Martí no sí, suena pero hoy, México, hoy me parece que solo hablamos de, de Red Bull y de Atlanta no, 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 yo no puse ninguna esa, este, estamos conversando con el club y nada más que eso hay este, algo, no quiero desmentir lo, lo que yo dije, hay una fecha puesta en el contrato pero eso en caso de que no tuviera Following that with Julian Gressel. Um, I mean, but that, that's, that's going to come from Tata and, and his staff, and we'll kind of just uh, yeah, try and learn from this experience today and um, yeah, move on. How frustrating is it for you guys in there out in the field? You guys are used to having the ball moving it around, and then most, most of the game, especially in the first half, is chasing and chasing and chasing and not really getting to keep the ball much. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what they're all about, to frustrate their opponents, to frustrate especially teams that want to play out the back with their press and with their intensity and, and with their fire, you know, and, and uh, they did a good job today, I thought, but then I also thought that in the second half, you know, we, we come out and we kind of control the game, we, we get in, the, in their half and we, we play in their half a bit more and we find more spaces, um, so uh, I think our, our response from the first to the second half was pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, the second goal kind of happens, and we don't really score a goal. That's, um, you know, that probably would have helped us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just how, the, how the game turned out. All right, time for a couple more. You guys got it. Uh, do you think you guys will let in the playoffs? And if so, are you looking forward to it? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you won't play against the best teams. You know, and we'll see him, we'll see him. If, if, hopefully it will be a different different than today. Uh, I mean, then it, it would, would be two matches, uh, you know, here and in Atlanta. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of worry about that when we get there. Like I said, we have three games to go, and, uh, and we want to win all three of them and, and finish the fourth show. What was the game plan? What were Tata's instructions for you guys? You spoke about knowing the press. You know that's coming. What was the game plan in terms of beating that break Uh, just, you know, we wanted to move the ball around quick, you know, still still play out the back and then, like I said, find the right spaces, make the right movements to, to, to kind of find the space that they leave open. Kind of shift side to side quick, you know, where they kind of commit so many numbers to one side, we want to come out to the other side. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, they were just, uh, like I said, uh, just a little edge ahead of us today and, uh, and uh, yeah, just, just had a little more intensity and a little more more fire, like I said, I think, in the first half. But then the second half, it kind of started working for us a bit. And, And, uh, and we found some more space, like I said, and we created some more chances. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's really just, just that. All right. Thanks, guys.
and now Brad Guzan. It was too complicated, the high pressure they, they made against uh, you when you tried to go kick to try to, to start? High pressure or not, um, it, it was down to intensity, desire. Um, we, we never got started. Uh, we never we never got into the game until the, at that point the game was the game was past us and we were chasing the game. So um, <clears throat> high pressure or not, we knew we knew what they were going to come with. We knew you know what to expect. Um, we just never got into the game. The soccer has uh, revenge. Both teams are in the playoffs already. Said. Um, do you stay hungry for revenge against New Orleans? Uh, I don't think that's our next game. Uh, our next game, I believe, is at home uh, against New England. Uh, we've got to we've got to turn around and make sure we have a good week of training and, and get ready for New England. Uh, we're not worried about uh, we're not thinking about uh, New York Red Bulls right now. Uh, the game is over. We uh, we turn our focus to uh, to New England. Any guesses why y'all didn't come out with more intensity? No. Um, it was uh, it was a poor start. Like I said, it was a poor start. We never got going, uh, and at that point we were chasing the game. Uh, it wasn't, um, you know, it's not one thing you can put your finger on. We all knew how big of a game it was. We all knew um, what to expect in the game, um, and we uh, we didn't perform. Any signs in practice or in warm-ups today? Did anybody just kind of out of character? No, I think uh, everyone that was on the pitch wasn't good enough from for many of us. Um, in saying that, uh, the second half was better, um, but uh, you know when when you're chasing the game in, in important games and against good teams, they make it difficult. And, and, and I don't think we had a I don't think we had a chance until what, the 90, 90 odd minute uh, late in the game. I think Brandon had a chance. So um, yeah, you uh, you really make it difficult for yourself uh, when you're when you're running uphill. What makes the Red Bulls so difficult to beat? Um, Tonight uh, or today, it wasn't. It was their. It was their intensity. It was their being up for the game. It was their desire, uh, hungriness. Um, it wasn't tactical. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the high press. It wasn't anything like that. It was plain and simple. We we didn't we didn't show up. Does this feel like a missed opportunity for you guys for the shield? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Are we still one point ahead? Correct. Okay, so there's three games to go. Uh, we turn our focus to New England. There's no need so to panic. No worries about potentially losing the shield. Though. The no, momentum. We're still have. no. We're, listen, we're still we're still we're still one point ahead. Um, every time we step on the field, we want to win. And so today was no different. We we weren't good enough. Plain and simple. We move on to New England, and we make sure that uh, we we right the ship and, and we get a result against New England. All right, guys. Anything else for Brad? Thanks, guys. So there you go. Atlanta United will return to training this week. Its next game will be at New England next Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll subscribe to this Southern Fried Soccer podcast on iTunes. Have a good day. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. 
It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving arts scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.